And uh, we're going all the way back to the beginning, the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis. And uh, we're going back there to Genesis chapter 2. And uh, we're going to begin to read in verse 18, and we're going to read down through verse 25. Hallelujah and praise God. This is what it reads like. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make a helpmeet for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found and hep meat for him. The Lord God caused the deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. Because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife. Hallelujah. Amen. Notice, notice how uh, it's written there in Scripture. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife. It, it, it didn't say cleave unto his girlfriend. didn't say he shall cleave to his significant other. Hello, somebody. They shall be one flesh. And they both were naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. That's the reading from Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 through 25. For you're here, and let us pray. Fathers, we come today, we thank you, God, and we praise you, God, for the privilege to be in your house on today. We thank you for the worship. We thank you for those that are here. I'm asking God today that you will anoint us, God, to bring forth this word. I am not able, Lord, by myself. I need your guidance. I need your direction. Speak to us today, and we'll give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. For the next little bit, I want to speak to you on a subject titled, The Sanctity of the Wedding Union. The Sanctity of the Wedding Union. As I begin to consider this and pray about it and feel about it, I decided to go back in, um, uh, in, some, of, in some of my records the past few years and, uh, and realize it's been, a, it's been a while since I've dealt on this subject, and this is a very important message, and it's not something that I can I can deal with completely in just a few minutes' time of um, uh, a message today. But I want to bring out some things that the Lord has directed in my heart, in my spirit, because you see, the the marriage and the home is being attacked today, like. No time ever in history. Hallelujah. 
And the devil knows what he's doing when he tries to erode the foundation of the home. Because when he tears down the foundation of the home and he erodes the foundation of the home, amen, such as the home goes, it will eventually affect the whole nation. And we are seeing that today. Man, today, it seems like nobody wants to submit themselves under the plan and the authority that God has ordained Himself. Hallelujah. We got too many running around even in the church who wants to be free agents. They don't want to be under nothing. They used to excuse, well, I'm following God. Now they're not following God. They're following their own spirit, as Jeremiah said, and they ain't seen nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has set some things in order. And if we want to be under the blessings of God, if we want to be under the favor of God, we got to line up to God's order. Hallelujah. I never thought that I would live to see some of the things that we are seeing that's going on in, in our world today. And as, as a pastor of a church, amen, I have to... You know, I'm old school. I'm old school Pentecost. I'm old school wholeness. Now, I know what a lot of people don't understand what that is, but my mindset goes one way, and everybody else is going another way, it seems, today. Hallelujah. The devil is trying to tear down and destroy a nation, and one of the ways he's doing it is to tear down and destroy a home. They're trying to come out all the time, and some of one one of the, one of those modern liberals the other day come out with an article that said, "Well, you know, children. It shows that children will will be raised just as much whether there's two mommies in the homes or two daddies in the homes." And my friend, that's a lie from the pits of hell. Hallelujah, glory to God. That is not what God has set up. That's not what God ordained. And I know and realize the day is going to come that even in this nation, they'll be coming in the church house dragging me off of preaching what I'm going to be preaching to you today. But what I'm trying to say, if you don't want to go to hell, if you want to go to heaven, if you want to live in this world under the blessing and favor of God, you got to line up to the book. Sometimes because of God's mercy and grace and his long-suffering, there have been times, let let me put that this way to make it more clear. There have been times in my life that I've been blessed by God when I didn't deserve to be blessed. There's been times in my life that he showed me his favor that I didn't deserve it. But like a father does a son who wants to try to show love and gently pull them to where they be, he pours his favor and blessings on us sometimes when we don't deserve it. And because we get that, the devil will make you think wrong. He'll make, the devil will make you say, well, you must be living totally pleasing to God or you wouldn't be being blessed. That's how the devil takes what God gives and twists it. Sooner or later, the blessings are going to dry up if we don't get in in the plan and the order of God. Hallelujah. Such is was the sanctity of the wedding union. 
And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do some plain talk, amen, here today. Why is the wedding union as God ordained it? He was God performed the first marriage ceremony. The scriptures that we read after he after he made the sleep come upon Adam, amen, and he took a rib from his side, and from that rib, amen, he created the woman, amen. What was the scripture said, amen? It said, therefore shall man leave his father and mother, and shall cleave be cleaved unto his wife. He was able to say wife because God joined them together in the first marriage ceremony. He didn't just bring his wife to him and say, okay. Amen. Y'all just live together right from now on. That's all right. Now, the first institution that God ever created was the institution of marriage. Even become the, came before the institution of the church. Hallelujah. Why has God set some of these things in order? And as I said, I'm not going, I'm, I'm not attempting to dig down in, in depth about this today because I know time wouldn't permit. But I'm just going to kind of go through some of these things. And as God leads, we'll deal deeper in some of them as we go along a little bit later. One of the major reasons, one of the things that God has ordained the wedding union is for companionship. Hallelujah. God said, and we read it there in Genesis 2 and 18, it's not good that the man should be alone. Hallelujah. It's not good that he should be alone. Folks, there's no feeling like feeling lonely. Amen? You know, solitary confinement is, um, uh, is the place that no convict, amen, in prison desires to be. Hallelujah. Being behind bars is one thing, but when they put you in the hole, when they put you in solitary confinement, amen, I know something about that that can drive some people completely crazy. Hallelujah. No one to talk to, no one to share experiences with and confide in. God knew in his infinite wisdom that man needed someone. He needed a soulmate who could unite as one with him in this world. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. There is no union like that of the husband and wife. Hallelujah. There's no union. And man cannot substitute that. Hallelujah. God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Can somebody say amen? You don't have that kind of union. Hallelujah. There is a bond that husband and wife share unlike any other known to man. Your best friend, listen to me now. Hallelujah. Your best friend ought to be your spouse. Hello? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your best friend should be your spouse. That is the way God ordained it. It's, listen to me now. It's this sexual perverted world in which we live today. Most people jump in bed together before there's even time to bond a friendship. 
I'm going to tell you, you're starting off on the wrong track right away. Amen. When you go out here and you start saying I do, and you've never even become friends with the person you're saying I do, there's going to be trouble down your path. Hallelujah. Amen. Your spouse ought to be your best friend. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. You know, can I preach? Every man's got his his things and the way that he uh, that he likes to live and the things he wants to do and so and so does does the ladies. I mean, we are created different. God created us different like that. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with a man doing uh, going out and doing certain things. And uh, Amen. And um, uh, that uh, he feels relaxing and whatever. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. Uh, amen. Some people should have never gotten married because they still want to live like they're single. sexual things at this point and this place. Amen. But some people think, well, you know, my life is my life and his, her, uh, her life is her life. Uh-uh. The Bible says the two become one flesh. Hallelujah. Men need to be more sensitive to their wives in certain areas. Hallelujah. Women should be more sensitive to certain things in certain areas. Come on, somebody. God created, amen, the, uh, the, uh, the, the wedding union that we could have companionship, that we shouldn't be, uh, be alone. Hallelujah. Amen. There, I thank God. There, there are things that I can talk with Sister Darlene about that I do not talk with everybody else about. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, and, 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 the, and, and the love that we have and that's grown over, over these years, over uh, 40, 42 years, amen, we learn what, you know, I don't know if this is bad, bad, bad or good, but look out because they say if you're married long enough to them, you're going to start looking like one another. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. A lot of times I know what I know what she's thinking. I can read her read her mind before she says it. Hallelujah. But it but it's companion that God has given that we've come together now through uh, uh, through the years. So there's no union like that of a husband and wife. God has ordained marriage for companionship so you can have someone to share the blessings of this life. Can you say amen? Let me go on a little further. Not only is the wedding union, amen, for companionship, amen, it's also for sexual purity. God created the marriage union for sexual purity. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verses 1 and 2. Now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Go to the next verse. Nevertheless, everybody say nevertheless. To avoid fornication. Why would we want to avoid fornication? Because in the book of Revelation and other places in the scripture, it says all fornicators are going to have their partner like a far. 
I'm not saying what, what modern society is teaching today and thinks says all right. I'm telling you what the book says this morning. You getting a dose of sound doctrine this morning. Hallelujah. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every man have her own husband. That's the order of God. That we may be able to maintain Amen. Sexual purity. The sexual appetite of mankind is very strong indeed. And if you allow it, that lower nature that's within you will begin to control your every thought and action. Hallelujah. And whether or not you like it or not, you still got a lower nature inside you. The old man didn't leave you because the new man come in. Hallelujah. You've got to deal with it every day. Hallelujah. Amen. And the sexual appetite, amen, gets so strong. And when somebody is not being led by the Holy Ghost, not being fed in the Word of God, and not trying to line up to the order that God says, it will conquer them. Hallelujah. Pornography is a multi-billion dollar industry. Hallelujah. Now everybody wants to talk about how hard times are in America. People don't have money for this and money for that and all the homeless we got on the streets and I understand that. But if we took just a third of money that is spent and shelled out to pornography in this nation. There would not be one homeless person on the streets in America. Amen. Everybody would have plenty to eat. And there would be no economy crisis in America if we could just spend one third of what's spent on pornography. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. And more homes and honest relationships have been destroyed by that than any other thing. Hallelujah. And if Satan can undermine the marriage union by porn, he's going to do so. Now, let me lower a bombshell on you and I hope... I hope I hope that uh, there's nobody here like that today. But you know what the Bible says? My Bible tells me that I don't have to go out here, uh, amen, uh, at, uh, with a midnight rendezvous with another woman somewhere, uh, amen, to commit adultery against my wife. The Bible says, Jesus himself said, that if you lust after a woman in your heart, you've committed adultery already. And there are men in the church who take part in church functions. Some of them hold positions. But because of modern technology making it so easy they get there, and it's so easy to bring that porn right in. Hallelujah. Amen. And they sit there where that bees, they thinking that nobody's getting hurt. I'm going to tell you something. Amen. You're committing adultery. Hallelujah. Because that that you're watching on that screen, hallelujah, you are committing adultery against your spouse by doing that, and it is sin. Can somebody hear what I'm saying today? 
I couldn't believe it. They, they did a survey. They did a survey of the mainline religious denominations. And when they was being able to put on, on, on where they wouldn't have to uh, put their names out and all that, uh, over 35% of people in ministry positions have admitted they meant to pornography addiction. And I think that number has grown since I got that statistic a few years ago. Hallelujah. It's another means to undermine the sanctity of the home. God put the man and the woman together, amen, that there would be sexual purity. Hallelujah. And talking about fornication, which by the way, in case anybody may be wondering, fornication is having sexual relations with somebody outside of wedlock. Hallelujah. Satan is using that to undermine the family and, and try to, to weaken it. God created the, the wedding union and the marriage union between one man and one woman. Amen. And those sexual appetites would be curbed. Hallelujah. Amen. So we've got to be careful, even when we are married, about lustful things. And let me tell you, don't think perversion, that when I say the word perversion, that I'm talking about two men or two women. Some people, the devil gets whispering you in your ear and say, well, you know, you don't have to, long as you're with your husband or you're with your wife, it's all right. I'm going to tell you something. There are some times that the devil has got husband and wife involved in perversion. You do not need to watch pornography to spice up your marriage life. And if you open the door to that kind of spirit, then you're opening the door to trouble. Amen. And a lot of homes has opened the door to such things as that, my friend. Amen. It's wound up with busted homes. Hallelujah. We have have to learn. God, God, the desires that God put within us, he, he gave us those kind of desires, the desire to love and to want. But that's natural. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But the devil tries to come in and take what God has given us and twist it around and change it into something and make it dirty. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 9. Says, but if they cannot contain, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you can live in this life happy, unwed, follow the leadership of God, amen, that's great and that's good. But if you cannot do it without having a constant lust, and that's what that word burn means right there. It means to burn with lust, amen. And in order desires, hallelujah, amen. Then God says, please come together with your husband or wife. Hallelujah. 
Can somebody say it's the truth anyhow? God ordained marriage to fill mankind's sexual needs in an honorable and godly way. There are more, mm, hallelujah, there are more people today living together unwed than they are people that's getting married. I've been reading it and I see it in the news. Like they say that, that it's dropping. Uh, marriage units is dropping and there's not as many. But I mean, it's just, hey, hello. Just cause you want to go out and test drive a Ford before you buy one don't mean you go, you test drive other things before you get it. Hello, somebody. Glory to God. I'm preaching sound doctrine today. Hallelujah. Amen. God has ordained marriage. Amen. To be honorable. Look at Hebrews chapter 3 and verse, I mean chapter 13 and verse 4. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 13. Amen. In verse 4. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. I'll give him a second to get that up there. I might not... Might not have been on the paper, I don't know, but I, I want them to find that and put it on the screen. King James Version, Hebrews 13 and verse 4. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look at what it says. Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. My Lord. To live our life pleasing to God, we're going to get in His order. I don't care what the excuse is. One of the major excuses is today, and I even seen that printed in a news article just a few just a few days ago. They saying people people are having to get a divorce and live together unmarried because it's cheaper. Well, I'm going to tell you what you'll find out how cheap it is come, come judgment day because Romans uh, 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 chapter 3 verse 23 says the wages or the payment for sin is death. You don't get no higher than that. That's a high cost, folks. That's a high cost. Hallelujah. One more thing, and I'm going to, uh, and, uh, uh, before I bring this to close, we're talking about uh, the sanctity of the wedding union and why God has sanctified that. And we've talked about companionship, sexual purity. But also, the third and final thing I'm going to talk about is for propagation of humanity. Hallelujah. Propagation of humanity. Now, getting back, getting back to all the homosexual agendas and stuff today. They want to tell us today, and they want to put it into our, into our heads, and they even in the process of beginning to teach our children. I'm going to tell you something, Mom, Dad, Granddad. You better bring up your children in the truth because you've got somebody out there that's teaching them things that you won't get around to teach them. But they won't teach them the way that you teach them. They are teaching them today that it's acceptable, that it's all right. And they scare people, they scare people against standing up and say, well, that's hate speech. Hallelujah. You are just a homophobe. 
Hallelujah. My Bible tells me don't fear no man but God. He's the one I fear. Hallelujah. Amen. But God brought together the unity of the husband and wife for the propagation of humanity. Amen. When, if Adam and Steve come together, there, there ain't no way Adam and Steve going to wind up with a little Larry. That union can't produce that. Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 through 28. See what it says here. Hallelujah. Genesis 1, 27 through 28. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply. That's one reason that God put uh, uh, the marriage between one man and one woman, amen, together. Now, church... The world that we're living in is swiftly changing. And they are making it less popular for people to be able to stand up for truth. As I said, they say, hey, they'll say, what this guy's preaching behind his pulpit today is hate speech. I'm not talking about hate of anybody. There's nobody that the people of God hate. Hallelujah. You don't hate the person, but the sin that's being committed is a different story. Hallelujah. It's a different story. God gave the marriage ceremony between one husband and one wife for the propagation of humanity. When God put Adam and Eve together and he performed the marriage ceremony, he said, be fruitful and multiply. How can Adam and Steve do that? Hallelujah. How can Mary and Susan do that? Hallelujah. It's, it's ridiculous the things that they are trying to uh, propagate today and trying to, to cram down people's throat. The Lord, the Lord spoke to me several years ago. I was... I was fasting. I, I was, had been doing some fasting and seeking the Lord. And this, this is, uh, this is before all this stuff even began to happen like it's happening right now. But the Lord gave me a vision. He showed me some things. He showed me what was going to be the downfall of America and bring where God was going to remove his favor that he's always had on America, the things that's going to cause him to remove his favor off this country. One of those things is abortion. And the other is the acceptance of the homosexual lifestyle. Folks, listen to me. If God blinks his eye and turns his head at this kind of lifestyle today, then on Judgment Day, he's going to have to repent to sit through the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Do you hear what I'm saying? That is why God destroyed them. Now, people who want to lessen 
and, and they want to weaken this thing. They say, well, you know, you, you, you've got, uh, uh, you got adultery being committed sometimes between a man and a woman. That, that is true. But let me tell you something. It wasn't adultery why God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. It wasn't none, none of these other sins why God said enough is enough. God said enough wasn't enough. It's when they, ha- they, they had the nerve to try even to take the angels of God and have their way with them. When Lot says, I've got some virgin daughters, take them and, and, and do as you please. These people were so perverted in their mind, they says, uh-uh, no way. Amen. And even when they were struck in, within blindness, they were made blind. The Bible said they were still trying to find the door. Hallelujah. It's a picture of the perverted society that you and I are living in. We are right down at the second coming of Jesus Christ. He's coming. We need to reach everybody we can reach. We need to speak out against all the things that we're seeing and not be silent. But we need to, God is looking for somebody. Amen. Be, be willing to make a voice in this day and hour in which we live.